0: Yeah, you sound great on my end. Yeah, I'm recording on my garage band. And I will record Zoom um, just in case.
1: I'm just like, how does this work? How do we do this? What are I we know. doing?
0: The muscle memory is gone. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Just uh, re-watched the first two episodes of History of the World Part 2. It's pretty fun. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It feels very Mel Brooks. I just, We watched the... Um, movie the part one i guess sure um because Kristen had never seen it and uh it feels in line with that yes it does he's still got the same sense of humor and like you know not the same gags but same kind of humor
1: it's very hit or miss for me but the hits are very good
0: yeah yeah i think that's true the movie's a little that way too because it's just like scattershot like here's a here's a here's a one minute idea yeah And now here's a 20-minute idea. Yeah. You're a little soft again, just to let you know. Oh, I'm a little soft again. How about now? That's better. Better? Okay, great. (laughs) I don't know. Am I good on my... Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Bizarre. Um, Bizarre. We can do a clap, and then we can just start talking. Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three... love that schmuck mudman is like the best name in <laughs> fiction in a long time though it
1: is it's also just like nick kroll is just so overtly just doing his oh hello character like yeah totally he's not even hiding that it's george st geegland's uh is no he's gil i don't
0: know that i don't know the, the name he's
1: gil i i this was my personality i've never like, seen it this was my personality for like two years Brian. <laughs> just
0: knowing yeah. oh hello
1: and the 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 intricacies of that uh, thing. Um, is this the start of the episode, or should I actually do an I intro so. for the episode? I, no, I
0: think do an intro, actually. I think... Uh, do you have a question?
1: Um, I mean, I guess... We, I, here's... Okay. We'll do that. Uh, maybe you can put this at the end of the episode. It's like a nice little teaser. <laughs>
0: Tag, sure. As, our First ever, like... Um, cold open
1: yes ex- oh, this, oh, <laughs> this could be a cold open yeah listen i trust you this is our final episode we'll we'll, we'll make it a great one to close this out <laughs> all right all right go for it hello 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 and welcome to movie the musical a podcast about movies that have been turned into musicals i am your host ben k we are here to investigate interrogate and celebrate the art of adaptation from screen to stage we are a podcast that loves questions and today's question is is this it is this is this the end Seems we actually likely. Ha- we have actually have a good, we have answer to that question it's <laughs> yes um it is it's yes it's yes so first of all as always, our wonderful producer and editor, Bran Moorhead, is here. Hello, Bran. Hello. And we're back for one last time to reference a musical that some people like. Um,
0: what musical? <laughs> Hamilton.
1: The song in Hamilton. Oh, of
0: course, of course. How could I forget? Heard of it? I have. Heard of have it. indeed. indeed.
1: <laughs> um, I have, yes. But you might be wondering... Yeah, so we've been... This is our first main feed episode, I think, what, since... Since last
0: June? Tony's? The, tony's. the Tony's of
1: 2022.
0: The Tony's of 2022.
1: And we recorded a Patreon last fall. And then nothing. Yep. And so nothing official was announced because maybe there was the faint chance that we could get stuff back together and get an episode out there. But I texted Bran about a month or so ago and said, you know what? I think reality is, is sharply in focus and we got to close this thing out. And it f- happens. It happens. And that's what we're doing. And so we wanted to get one final episode out there into the world to sort of, you know, wrap, wrap things up, wrap, to wrap, fulfill
0: thi- our contract with Casper Mattress. That was <laughs> forthcoming. <laughs> we had to make one more episode. We're
1: finally getting a sponsorship as we're ending the podcast. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> we're not. We're we're like, we're like, well, not- fuck. I just want to say, for for potential legal reasons, we are not sponsored by <laughs> we're Casper. We're not sponsored Madras by Casper <laughs> in any way. Um. So yeah. So some, I guess some, I what's the I was just some yeah some news some news some guidelines some some points of order. Um, we're going to talk about what the fuck we're doing. We're talking about what we're going to talk about. Just like what's going on here. We're going to talk about like what what has been happening and why you have not been seeing episodes. Um, we're going to talk about just, you know, what's going on in our lives. We're going to talk about just what's up in the world of movies and musical theater. And then I think we'll just tie up some loose ends just about the thesis of this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds I think good to me. A, I think it's a fun idea. Um, sure. how, you, how you doing, Brian? How's your, how's your day going?
0: Good. It's my first day off in, uh, nine. So nine oh. in a row. Wow. Um, and uh, I'm just watching uh, History of the World Part 2. Yeah, History of the World Part 2, it? a decent show.
1: A show that a is decent show. better than you would think it is.
0: Better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, best review I can give of it. Yeah. It is very funny.
1: It is very funny. Mel Brooks, I don't think hot
0: take, funny guy. Yes, Mel,
1: well, it's interesting because it's like, I I would not go so far to say that I would consider it a Mel Brooks project. He is
0: obviously a producer on it. He is the narrator on it. But I don't think he writes any of it. None of it? You don't think he's like, he helps make some Bible or supervises the writing room he, sometimes? He's or the, I mean, he's not a credited writer on okay. any of the episodes. It seems like it's Nick Kroll is running the show. He's the. Oh, okay. And listen. Ike Baronholtz is listed at the top. Yeah, a lot, I, think too. It's, I think
1: it's Nick and, Nick Kroll and Ike Baronholtz are like the, the chief creatives on that show. And
0: good yeah. on them, they're funny. Well, they nailed the tone. Yeah. Like, it feels like
1: Mel Brooksian. end. Yeah. Um, it is a semi-snowy day here in Chicago, Illinois. Um, it is Oscar Sunday, the day we're recording oh, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are but hours away from the Oscars. Um, I don't know, Brian, if you have any hot takes on
0: who you're hoping to win, who you think will win. I was going to make a ballot and put some money on it, but I forgot. Um, so, I don't know. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is likely to win screenplay. Sure. And probably not director. Okay. Uh, Even though I think they're probably the best, I think that will be either Spielberg or, I don't know, somebody else. And then, I mean, who knows, man? It might be an Avatar 2 sweep is the other thing. You just never know. Can't yeah. ever count out James Cameron. brand I'm going to let you live in this fantasy world of yours we'll where the way of water is going to sweep the Oscars. It made the most money, and it's a James Cameron movie that has furthered the technology of filmmaking. It's... And that used to mean something. <laughs> where, <laughs> how far we've fallen. How far we've fallen. <laughs> Will
1: no one respect Payakan, the space whale? I love that whale. Very good whale. Like, I... A lot of feelings about that movie. I, I did come out enjoying it. Love Paya Khan. Great whale.
0: I'll never unsee um, an image that Alex Grelly put in my head when making fun of this movie, that Sigourney Weaver as the teenage uh, Navi gets the like jellyfish that can help her breathe underwater and he described it as the Lunesta wings. And I just I I will never not think of that. But
1: Alex Grelly, who I think is genuinely one of the most outstanding creative voices of our generation.
0: um, Who I hope we'll never listen to this show. You have so many better things to do.
1: Well yes but also I I I I genuinely (laughs) believe that like Alex Grelly is like such an amazing voice and honestly is like should be more well known Oh yeah. Then then they are. Um we have we I follow them on Letterboxd, completely opposite taste in
0: movies. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Just the most Wait. beautifully
0: p- particular taste in film. Awesome. I yeah. love that oh, yeah. for Alex. So um, particular. Yes. Um but anyway, watches most things on VHS.
1: Which great. It, make that does not surprise not most, me. I does, I am not shocked by that in any way. Um yeah. Everything everything everywhere all at once is winning. Is that they're going to be sweeping everything, Brad? I just want you to. I think they're going to win the most awards. I do. They are winning best picture. That is a fact.
0: We'll see. We'll see. You know, what? I really don't know if that will happen. That I think it could go. It could be something so stupid like All Quiet on the Western Don't Front, You? Getting Brian, Best picture, Brian. That movie. My opinion. I'm not an Oscar voter or a regular voter. Most times. Hey, but, listen. All Quiet um,
1: on the Western Front. I was all quiet while I was watching that movie because I was booing the screen. <laughs> <laughs> all booing you on the K
0: Stack couch, more like. You did see I've, all I've, booing <laughs> on the K Stack couch, yeah. Um, no, I uh-huh. yeah, I've I've watched uh,
1: because I am cool and/or a loser based on your mileage. I watched uh-huh. every all ten Everyone. best picture yeah. nominees this year. Um, I would say all of them are good movies, except for. Uh, no, Avatar. I, I like I like the Avatar. All that all good movies except for All Quiet and Triangle of Sadness is my.
0: Yeah, you're not a Triangle of Sadness. I'm man. not. I have not seen this either, but I've heard that I would love it. So.
1: Listen, if people I like a lot like that movie. So maybe it might just be me. It's just it's not for me. It's a little bit too obvious, and I know that like it's, yeah. it's too obvious, and I just don't like the way in which it is so obvious. It sure it's. It thinks it's the smartest kid in the room, and it's just... Is like, it
0: just the same movie as The Meal, but funny?
1: The, you mean The or Menu? Or The Menu, The yeah. Meal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, I mean, The Menu is a meal of a film. Um, it's it's trying to be a smarter, more artsy version of the, a lot of the same things The Menu is tackling, yes. Sure. Um, but... Uh, and there's good stuff in Triangle of Sadness. Um, like I described, like my letterbox review is is I described it as Dust Capital for Dummies. Like that's kind of what it sure. is. It's like yeah,
0: that's like what I expected. Yeah,
1: like it, there's good stuff in it. Um. Anyway, but we yeah, so yeah, that's when we're recording. We're recording on Oscar Sunday. Um. Yeah, I guess
0: this is turning into an Oscar episode. A semi, a semi, uh, semi
1: Oscar <laughs> episode. Um. Which, yeah, you've
0: got so you've got EEO. Whatever, the uh, uh, anagram for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, E-E-A-O. Yeah. E-A-O. E-A-O.
1: Yes, I've got that pretty much, like, holding down the forts of the Oscars tonight. Um, Yeah. And maybe I'll have egg on my face.
0: Not a bad move.
1: Not a bad move. Good movie. Um, But so, yeah. So, pretty much, like, long story short... You know, Bran and I both got pretty much like kind of around the same time, like yeah, pretty within like
0: a month or two of each other. Fall
1: of twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two. Yeah, we both got like full time jobs.
0: Yep, and I'm in yeah. the arts, which the means arts. it's much more than full time.
1: Yes, exactly. Most like
0: both time. much more than forty hours yeah, a week,
1: production work and like front of house work on, on respectively uh, for Bran yeah. and I. And so, very good jobs very i i was sp- speaking for myself at least a uh, very good job really really great i'm enjoying it a lot um yeah. and it's you know it just it got to a place where just like it was hard to podcast it was tough to yeah. uh, you, you hard you, uh, to podcast and obviously you saw that over 2022 like obviously our 2020 and 2021 output was like major and then 2020... 2020- yeah well
0: this started in 2021 major the major part of the pandemic though you know like the there's you're at home and there's nothing yeah still so when
1: the world opened up and we were able to like have work to do um just it was tough to podcast and then i mean Bran, i don't know about you because every time i would think about wanting to like try and get this up again i would just be like I, I I noticed that our episodes, our episodes are good and there are some really great ones that we can definitely shout some of those out as we're talking about the show. I started to sense us getting into a pattern, especially when we started to talk about the musical versions of the films that we were covering.
0: Oh, sure. The musical movies, you mean? Yes. The movie musicals as opposed to, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the the show, like the musicals that were adapted from films. Would, oh, just the main feed. Yeah, the main. Yeah, I'm talking about the main. Oh, okay, feed. Yeah. okay.
0: Sorry, sorry. No,
1: yeah. So it's we have. Uh, the, I don't you're, even you're remember as our own terminology. As the listeners who are like, yeah, why aren't you covering cats on the main feed? And I'd be like, you, you maroons, listen to the intro. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I would like you know, because I sent, and especially when we were talking about a lot of the contemporary adaptations. Of sure. Stuff on the main feed, you know, it's a lot of the same. Like mistakes in adaptation just kept being made, and it was just it kind of got frustrating after a while. Yeah,
0: we didn't get into a pattern. The uh, yeah, the
1: the, shows themselves got got into a pattern. We were able to find variety, Broadway, yeah. Broadway says kind of found itself into a pattern, so which maybe we'll talk about in a little bit, but and so I was just like, every time I was just like, it's gonna, I found myself getting. Worried that things were going to start to get even more repetitive, sure. And so I was just like, maybe I don't like if if we're not if I'm not enjoying it, then like why should we be doing this? You know, that was yeah, totally. That's where I was coming from. So that's like we had like we had the day we were going to do the season on David Yazbek who has written every single musical up to this date that he has written is based on a movie, which of course is the full Monty, dirty rotten scoundrels, women on the verge of a nervous breakdown, the band's visit and Tootsie. Um, so that was sort of like a mini season idea. Uh, The more I also thought about it, the more I knew that the Tootsie episode was going to be a nightmare. And just, yeah, this is just like, not sure how we were going to cover that. Um, which is always a tough thing. Um, but it certainly a, would have been a fun thing. Um, there are obviously a lot of uh, shows that we never got around to. Um, Brand, I'm sort of trying to think of the one... The uh, School of Rock was obviously a big one that we never really yeah. talked about. Um, there is the current on... that we There could have been an idea of the... Uh, Some Like It Hearts. There are two musicals sure. based on the movie Some Like It Hearts, um, including one that's currently on Broadway. Um... There are, uh, there's the, uh, it's a, I think there's a, there's an, it's a wonderful life musical that we could have talked about. Um, there's a, there's a few, there's a few of them. Um, but.
0: Wonderful life
1: one, huh? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. It is a wonderful I mean, it's life. a ma- no brainer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'm but, just
0: looking up our list of episodes because I don't remember what we did cover.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I've got I've got Barely. the feed pulled up on my
1: phone. Well, well, Smart. well, we, we did we did quite a few. And, I you know, I'm I'm really I think we were able to cover like a lot of the big ones. Obviously, like our first season, you know, we did we did our Shreks. We did our Beetlejuices. We did our Mean Girls and Hairsprays. Um, we covered what is probably the best. Uh, example of a film-to-stage adaptation, A Little Shop of Horrors. Um, mm-hmm. We were able to cover some of the older ones, like Promises, Promises, and Little Night Music, um, and uh, Applause, um, and Sweet Charity. Um, we Obviously, we did our whole Disney season. Um, catch Me If You Can. But, uh, Bubble Boy. I mean, who can forget Bubble Boy? I mean, what a what a what a wonderful Jeez. show that was um the final the final sh- show we ever talked about on the main feed was billy elliot
0: oh oh wow there you go yeah i don't know what pretty that good means, musical. but that's what yeah. <laughs> that's what we did pretty good musical
1: yeah what's what a what a, looking back uh, do what do one of those sound effects like the like the hmm remember when
0: like, a, like yeah, an arpeggiated chord Throw, or throw one of those in there right Ooh. now. Great. So
1: <laughs> I'm thinking back on episodes past. What are what are some highlights that that you that you have off top of head, brand?
0: Ah, uh, Annette. I, I mean, guess these well, are, these are. Oh, you we want to make we want six main feed. I mean, yeah, we can.
1: Okay. But I mean, listen, Annette slowly became just part of our personalities
0: yeah, in real I'm time to on this Yeah, I still own it on Blu-ray. Does it exist in physical it, media?
1: Bran, it's a crime. It does not exist on Blu-ray. It
0: doesn't exist, so
1: Not in the U.S. I think you can get it, Ugh. like, abroad. So if you have a region-free Blu-ray player, like, go to town, but... Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm going to Europe in a few weeks, so hey. actually, a week. Hey. So maybe I'll just look. That's fun.
1: Um... I mean, yes, it was it was fun to sort of have Annette become sort of part of our lives and the lives of the podcast
0: uh-huh. in real time. Um, Anastasia was a funny episode, Brittany Handler. Um, Great guest. I mean, the live show in general, when we were able to put oh, that yeah. together. yeah, that was very fun. Yes. That was the first performing I did. Finger quotes post. Yes. Uh, <laughs> post everything. slash
1: mid. Yes. And obviously the, the Disney season, I think came together really well.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like those movies and most of those musicals.
1: I'm just saying just like the, the idea of just having a concept mm-hmm. of a season, I think mm-hmm. came together very well. Yes. Um, I, I, I think shout out to Esther Fallock. I think our groundhog day episode is maybe one of the most insightful
0: episodes we Truly. ever did. Also. Um, oh my gosh. I feel so bad. I should have looked at our list and been like, oh, yeah, and thought about things. <laughs> uh, I mean, most of the episodes of Zach Barr, we had, what, two episodes of Zach Barr? Uh,
1: was it? I'm looking. I, I have. I'm going to shadow all of our guests in a second. So don't you okay, worry. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. Zach Barr came on for our Great Gardens episode, um, talking about documentaries turned into musicals. That's and another Mary one. And Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins. Yes. Was it only those yeah. two?
0: I don't know. Maybe one more.
1: Dang. Um, I know
0: those two. could have. Um, I just remember learning a lot on those. Those are fun. They're, they're a very informative uh, person, and, Zach. And, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yes, Mary Poppins. They they gave a strong argument for Mary Poppins as uh, a
0: great show, and I, they won me over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to remember if I just, like, the ep- separating the episode from the musical. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know You're I'm like, like, oh, Evil be- Dead, like that one, but actually I did like that episode. I actually musical... think Evil Dead is maybe like one of our
1: funniest episodes. Like, is no, it? yeah, we're pretty funny. No question. That musical sucks. Yeah, that musical blows, and yes, it, was just, it does. It was just a fun time with like us and Andy Boyd's, just like. Absolutely yeah. hating on that thing and like, but like trying to find nice things in it and just but then, like, one of the three of us be like, No, that sucked. That's what are dumb. you talking
0: about?
1: Yeah, um, it was always great. Having I don't know. Us, I, Sid Branca oh, on,
0: Sid, yes, of course. I feel
1: like we always found uh episodes well suited to their knowledge
0: and personality, Our personality, yeah, exactly. Yes, um. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, a lot of good ones. And I, I have so much memory. I feel like, so my memory also gets wrapped up in, cause I've edited all of them. Sure. And so not only do I have the conversation, I then listen to it about, well, parts of it dozens of times <laughs> to fix or whatever. Um, and to add the, dumb sound effects and shit that I would can you add there. a few more um, in here just for all time's sake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's just a, a hit list of sound effects that I use I don't know can, um, you, we should have like a montage of a montage the best sound effects
1: we <laughs> yes. use on this show Somebody want, me the world is
0: gonna Mama mia. I mean I have a letter from Andrew Lloyd Webber inviting me saying essentially that uh, I'm opening a new musical in New York it's called Phantom of the Opera. I think it might be good. Would you like to come? He lived in Trump Tower with uh, Sarah Brightman actually. They were married. And uh I said, "Yeah, I'd like to go." And I went. I heard the music. I said that's phenomenal. But I have so many letters like that and I have letters from Rosie O'Donnell before politics. She thought I was great. She asked me to be in her movie. Um uh, Yeah, uh just a lot of—I mean—it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I never yeah. never felt like a chore. Sometimes the editing can, but I really enjoy that, and it's like a good thing to just
1: yeah. Let me kind of zone gonna, out and do. Just gonna give a mid-episode. I don't know how the fuck long we're gonna record this for. Um, just gonna give a little shout out to our guests, um, everyone who graced the audio waves of Movie the Musical, uh, the podcast. Bianca Phipps, Nina Starner, Tina Munoz Pandya, uh, Zach Barr, Sarah Costello, Connor Allen Smith, Danielle Stack, Chica Ike, Catherine Miller, Sid Bronca, Riff Reyes, Brittany Handler, Beth Highland, Andy Boyd, Eileen Tull, Tyler Simone, Gabby Labotka, Hope Rehack, Crowley Luna, Grace Aki, Esther Fallick, Fred Pelzer, Bradley Halverson, Liz Gottlieb, Allison Kurtz, Sophie Scanlon, and Marty Scanlon, John Fisher, Brittany Coyne, and Zach Schiffman. You're all wonderful guests, and you made this show even better than it ever could have been. So thank you, each and every one of you.
0: Uh, on an unaired episode, but, you know, maybe one of these days, who knows? Aurora Adachi Winter. Yes. <laughs> her. yes, there
1: is a, a secret quote-unquote uh, Patreon episode about the Phantom of the Opera film, the Joel Schumacher film that has Aurora Dachi Winter on it. So thank you also Aurora for being. Did you say Rally Luna in there too? I, I did. Just... I did. I put okay. Rally Luna. in It was in so there. fast. I know. Yes. I just was looking at um, that. One. And M Modaf um, did uh, guest on the uh, Dear Evan Hansen Patreon episode, oh, but yeah, obviously Patreon. they'll get a they'll get a big thanks at the end when I put because they oh, yes. wrote the theme song yeah they did um um cool. So that's that's the show. Thanks, guests. A lot of
0: fun. I said thanks, guests. A lot of fun. If I if I didn't know the few the ones I didn't know before, I'm glad to have met at least over Zoom and on Instagram now most of them. And as is uh, the way, as is the way, and hope to meet uh, some of them in person sometime if if I have not. Yeah, but
1: reach out to us. We'll we'll still so so yeah. So questions about what happens next. Um.
0: The Twitter is up, obviously, for right now. Um, Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, it's kind of the only one you have now, right? Well, yeah, so this is the thing. So for
1: people who don't know, um, me, Ben K., uh, when I did have a Twitter account, um, I tweeted a dumb thing about how I do not like J.K. Rowling, and it got um, tweeted to the masses, and people started to yell at me and send me not very nice emails. (laughs) So I was like... I don't think I can be on Twitter, and so I was just on Twitter to manage the uh podcast Twitter account. Um, I don't know if I want to have a personal account on Twitter because it brings out the worst in people. Um, sure does so I'm okay i'm and I mainly just use the movie musical accounts to just like follow critics I like. And follow people in the arts that I like, and that's really the main thing I get out of Twitter. It's kind of nice to know that I'm like I wouldn't want to use the podcast Twitter accounts to tweet out a personal gripe about something that sure. feels weird. So yes, I don't know. It's maybe I'll just be there, and every now and then Great. it'll just tweet out a thing about the state of culture.
0: <laughs> you could just pick. You could just tweet a Tony. Your Tony list. Exactly.
1: Year. Yeah. So like, maybe it'll be a thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't know. Reach out to us at us. DM yeah. us. We're I'm s- on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we're I also got kicked on off of Twitter. What's up?
0: I said I got kicked off of Twitter. So, you know,
1: you, yes. Well, long ago. <laughs> yeah. Long, we both left ago. Twitter. I think either, we've talked about this. <laughs> yes. I think we did. Of both of <laughs> our there, own accord or because the, I don't know, just shit ain't good. Um, so Yeah. But yeah, so like you can still find us, you can still reach us. Like as I I tweeted this out in sort of like a goodbye thread a few weeks ago. Like I don't know, we're both very knowledgeable people about culture. Like we can be on your podcast. Hey, I'm just saying. There you
0: go. We're both. I'll 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 retroactively now shout out one of our uh, guests, John Fisher. Now has a podcast. Oh yeah, that's about Spawn.
1: Like, the, the, the comic strip spawn? Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, because I was... I was... I was like, like, will we do another podcast? I don't know. I have an idea for a podcast I'd want to do. Um, But I don't keeping know.
0: Keeping that one so nobody steals it, Ex- though, right? Yes,
1: I'm keeping yeah, it yeah, yeah. in the brain. Um, Maybe off mic we can talk about it. It'd be very different. I know, yeah, I was... And it's sort of like another thing that like was kind of frustrating was like anyone who like i would potentially want to invite to be a guest i was always like yeah but like do they want to talk about a musical though <laughs> like sure like as We're i was like, about
0: something more interesting
1: yeah i was yeah. like as i was like i was like maybe this i bet this person would want to talk about a movie but would they want to also talk about a musical like i don't know so I'm, yeah i'm definitely trying to move towards like more film centric stuff is sort of all I'll say right now. Um, there you go. But yes. Um, but either way, um, what, what speaking of theater, speaking of Broadway, what's happen, Brian? What's happening in the world of Broadway right now? What anything normal? Anything completely fine and normal happening on Broadway right now?
0: Oh, are you referring to parade?
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's or just a lot of
0: everything. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, everything. I, don't, I really, honestly, I don't know. I know some things that are coming up that I'm excited about, show wise. Yeah. but I just don't. It's it's made it. It's almost way made its way out of my Google News feed at this point. Wow, like a lot of stuff. I know that the 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 parade protests and stuff like that. I've I've you know I've yeah. Seen there's some weird, some fucking stories about, Nazi but, shit. Just get out of yeah, here. That's just everywhere. Losers. Mostly, so. No thank you. Yeah. I like the musical parade. I'm not sure how Ben Platt will be in that role. People seem to like him. People seem to like him a lot, though. Yeah. Otherwise, you know. Um, the big shows that are on Broadway right now.
1: I'll read them to you. The big the big new ones. Um, the big sort of artistic success of the season, as of right now, is Kimberly Akimbo. Which is a uh, uh-huh. musical by David Lindsay Hebert and Janine Tesori. It is based on David Lindsay, Bear's play of the same name about a teenage girl with a fictional medical disease that makes her appear to be an old woman. or that like ages her rapidly. So she's played by an old woman, I would should rather say. So Victoria Clark is playing that role. Um, I've listened to the cast recording. I really love it. It seems very fun. People seem to enjoy it. So, look out for that as sort of like the big artsy new music. Was it off Broadway
0: also, or was that it just was, a It was. It was at the Atlantic okay, Theater last year. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. They, so they're hanging out on Broadway. Um, bad Cinderella. You know about uh, Android Webber's Bad Cinderella?
0: Because they added the bad when it came to the US. They did. Because right? it's
1: not your good Cinderella, Brian. It's your bad mm. Cinderella. Which is just prim- priming the critics up priming yeah. the critics Is up. it out? It's, it's in previews, and people, okay. people, it's, there's this thing that people like to do where they confuse something being bad with it being camp.
0: Yes, yes, yes definitely. This
1: happens a lot, where it's like, no, it's, it's not camp, it's just not well-written. And you're just yeah. using it being, you could just, I feel like there is an issue, I'm gonna get on my old man's soapbox here, <laughs> Bran. There seems to be an issue with, like, people not being able to reconcile liking something that is bad. And if you, sure. like, I saw Cocaine Bear last week. The movie yeah. Cocaine Bear. I had a great time at it. There is no universe where what I would say it is a good movie. I don't, yeah. yes, I don't think it is well written. I actually think it's kind of terribly written. I don't think it's really well made um, in a lot of ways, but I had a lot... Is the
0: of... cocaine well made? The, co- is it the good cocaine, fake seems cocaine seems Does to be doing good? its
1: job. I will say, I guess semi-spoilers for Cocaine Bear, there is a early in the film, two children each eating a spoonful of cocaine and they have no adverse effects throughout the rest of the film Eating it? Eating it!
0: Okay, yeah, I don't know actually if it would kind of just dilute in your stomach acid, or if one kid gets very hungry
1: over the course of the film, but there is no like other effects of them eating a spoonful of cocaine. So it's hard to say whether it's effective, uh,
0: cocaine or not. But I don't think I think even good cocaine, if you ate it, I'm not sure if it would. If it would really have the, a great effect. Call like, you know, folks. Do what you us, looking for. Can, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody try it out and let us know. I feel like it would just make you shit a lot. But I don't. Other than that, I don't know. We are officially
1: endorsing the movie, the musical <laughs> cocaine challenge <laughs> starting oh, no. now. Um, yeah. Uh, but either I way, way either way, either <laughs> way. It's like it's not a like. I wouldn't say that like it should be nominated for Oscars or like sure like no. Of I personal. am able to hold in my head the concept that is an experience I enjoyed of a movie that is not well yeah. made, and I feel like for many reasons, so for, many
0: people can't
1: no. It's yeah, like totally. I think and I think it's, it's okay to admit that you like a thing that isn't good. Like, I don't know.
0: I wonder if it's because we were all taught to write a proper five paragraph essay. <laughs> and so everybody thinks that like everything that they they feel the need to defend like a fucking thesis for every piece of media they consume because there's nothing else worthwhile going on in their life.
1: Well, no, I mean, right, this is the whole thing, right? It's like there's we have been taught to believe that there is no uh, meaningful ways of uh, political mobilization. So now our culture is our politics.
0: Yeah, And so of course. we are assigning
1: our own personal values to this culture and so if our culture is attacked then we are personally attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the like old everybody's classic fucking, thing. <laughs> everybody's fucking Martin Luther but it, on Twitter but it's about like, I, I don't Ant know. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Ant-Man Quantumania, Ant Man, yes. Quantumania. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> A
0: movie I will never see. You cannot Absolutely. pay me to see that film. I'll say this. Please. When I saw Avatar 2, the trailer was in 3D at the Dolby Cinema, and the picture, like the visuals of the guy with like a ball for a head, some like energy ball head guy in the trailer, I was like, looks pretty cool in 3D when I'm, you know, here to see Avatar. Yes. But I'm just like, otherwise it looks like nothing. You know,
1: that thing is, it's it's weird to say that it's bombing at the box office because it's made like half a billion dollars worldwide, but like, sure, for a Marvel film, it is not doing well, sure. Yeah, I think superhero fatigue is really hitting the culture. Oh, fine, thank god. Yes, I know, finally, couldn't come soon enough. You thought we would do another episode without Marvel bashing, you fools. (laughs) You
0: thought wrong.
1: Oh man, where have you been? (laughs) Um, anyway, other musicals that are um, on Broadway right now. There, like I said, the aforementioned some like it hot musical, which seems yeah. to be, you know, fine. It seem it's apparently like very classic musical comedy, and people seem to be enjoying that. Refreshed by
0: that, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, it has. It's totally separate from Sugar, right? Because that's the yeah, old yeah one exactly. Yeah, no, on. it is. Yeah. It's
1: a new score by Mark Sherman and Scott Whitman. It's okay. got a book. Uh, so songs are
0: probably decent then. If it's yeah, I think two.
1: Amber Ruffin is a co-writer of the book. Um, so, case, I think believe yeah, it's yeah, it's Christian Ball's in it. Yeah, it, it seems it's like a fun time. I'm sure, it's a fun time. Fun time. Yeah. Um, the only other big musical, which is currently in previews as of this recording, uh, is a musical called Shucked. Have you heard of Shucked? No. Um, it is about corn. Oh okay. It's a musical about I was about hoping oysters. No, no, corn. Okay. So no one really knows what it's about and it's sort of like getting by on just like it's a musical about corn. It's fun, it's silly, shucked.
0: It's 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 not open yet, I assume It's in previews. Okay, it's also in previews. Yes. Got it.
1: Um people seem to be enjoying it. People say it's very funny. I it's the response to this musical has like really opened my eyes to the fact that a lot of people on like theater Twitter, I'm doing this in quotes, like air quotes, theater Twitter and theater sure. TikTok on are, are like truly just like PR machines. Like it can it can be so funny when I see a lot of accounts trying to like espouse values and like talk, try to like criticize things and like raise awareness. But like at the end of the day, like they're getting invited to like press events and like getting comps and are like singing the praises and like, it's like they all like, and it's, if you're a PR account, that's great. And if that's what you want to do, like all the power to you, but like just live in that, like accept that. Admit yeah. that, you know.
0: Instead, it's got to be like, I don't know, part of your personality or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, wait, TikTok th- theater TikTok sounds like the most hellish place I can imagine. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sure
1: a lot of people. There seems to be a lot of lovely people with a lot of. There's a lot of disingenuity, I will say. I don't know if that's technically a word, but you know, a lot of disingenuous behavior.
0: A, yeah, I think that's a word. Yeah,
1: but again, okay. a lot of lovely people. But it's also just like you know, it's it's part of just like how New York centric theater coverage is in general, for sure. And it's I mean, only yes. making that more so. Yeah. It's like I don't know if that kind of thing could, I mean just Chicago just has such a different theatrical ecosystem in general like I don't even know if that could really ex- that kind of thing could
0: exist here. No, I mean there's only like 3 critics anyway yeah. and there's basically nobody independently writing about Chicago theater anymore with any sort of reach anyway. No, right? I mean the,
1: the thing I've always said is like people who write about Chicago theater are either really good writers with myopic views of theater. Or yes. it's people with interesting views of theater but aren't very good writers. Sure, is yeah. Sort of the 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 line. I have two had. bellwethers. There's a couple highlights. There are, but, no, there. Yeah. Are, and listen, there are people doing good work and doing good coverage. Like I'm, I'm being very broad in the things I'm sure. saying for. And so, don't, take it all with a grain of salt. But you know, mm-hmm. it's a nuance. We need nuance. And just more voices. And more voices. Yes. Period. You know. Um. So that
0: one lead to the other, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can hope. The only other big, yeah, because there aren't really other any other, at least I could see. Uh, I'm trying to think of like other big movies being adapted into musicals um, that I could I could think of on the horizon. Um, I don't know about you. Um, I'm going to see if there's upcoming. Oh, I mean, well, Back to the Future is coming to Broadway.
0: Oh man, that's still happening. That huh? is still. Did they release a trailer for that, like, three well, years ago? Well, because it was ago? in the West
1: End. It's been in the West End oh, for a whole. second. Oh, I
0: didn't know it was doing it over there first. Yes. I see. Um, so that's coming. Um, the Robert,
1: Roger Barr still the Roger Barr is still uh, Doctor uh, Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown, Dr. Yeah. Emmett Brown. Yeah. I mean, the wild thing about that is that Bob Gale is writing it, and then Alan Silvestri yeah. is the composer. Like, that is the yeah. most interesting thing about that project.
0: Maybe it would be excellent. That'd be awesome I if may, it was.
1: Yeah, I mean... I've never thought of Back to the Future as a as a film that needs to be musicalized. Nope, but, me neither.
0: But sure.
1: Yeah. Um the mo- another interesting one is New York, New York. Um, which is inspired by the Scorsese film.
0: Oh. Okay. So you know that Sco- I've never seen that one. I haven't
1: seen it either, but that was a Scorsese film, I believe, with Liza Minnelli and Robert De Niro. Um cool. But it's now coming to Broadway. Uh, the songs were by Kander and Ebb. So okay. they're keeping the songs. Okay. Yeah. So they're keeping those songs and then new songs with music by John Kander and lyrics by uh, our favorite Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay. And so it's a new book, new story. Susan Stroman's directing and choreographing. Like, I don't know. Maybe.
0: Well, Susie Stroh's, I mean, you know, the dance numbers will probably be. Yeah. The set, set pieces. Again, like, right. speaking
1: of, like, callbacks to old-fashioned musical theater, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but then, I think the one you wanted to talk about a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. Is, uh, uh, is Here Lies Love. Here Lies Love. To Broadway. Finally. It, it was like... also off-Broadway, like, a decade
1: ago. Yes, I saw it at the public. Um, You did? Yeah, I oh, did. So jealous. Brilliant show. Like, if cool. you were able to get to New York this summer to see it, like, would highly recommend
0: yeah, I really want to go. Like, and I
1: think that... Yeah,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. I think the only reason that it's it's getting... It's finally getting to go to Broadway is because of the success of American Utopia for so long.
1: I think, yeah, David Byrne you is know sort of what like I mean. back
0: in the popular consciousness. Yeah, yeah
1: I mean, and deservedly
0: so, because he's
1: like... Absolutely. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, Hill Eyes Love is a immersive disco political musical... About Imelda Marcos, um the First Lady of the Philippines, uh part of a, a horrific regime in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if a Vita was a uh, disco musical, uh, but was yeah. a little but but I would argue is a little bit more overtly political um than a Vita. Yes.
0: And and also a little more abstracted, I feel like. Yes. Because this one comes from a a concept record. That was written by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim. Yes. And seems like... I mean, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, because I really don't know, but I don't think the musical really adds or changes any of that, right? No, it's it's kind it's, of...
1: It's a are little there book bit of, I think some
0: of the lyrics have varied a little bit. It's
1: mainly okay. sung
0: through. Like, if you listen yeah. to
1: the Here Lies Love album, you will mostly get the content of the show. Um cool. But it's... I mean, it's a really... It's one of those shows that is both intelligent and fun, which is such a rarity. Um, Like, I mean, outside of something like a Strange Loop, which is able to do both of those. Like, it's a rarity to have a show that is both experientially joyful, but also like written in an intelligent way. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's like really fun, like electronic disco Pop songs as you would hear from David Byrne. It's like it's really got that like David Byrne, Brian Eno sound to it in like the best sure. way. Um, like obviously the question of and it's, uh, and of course the show is conceived and directed by Alex Timbers, Tony Award-winning director, um, who was also a creative consultant on American Utopia. Of course, there is the question of are these the two artists to be heralding this story in this show. I don't know, but the results are very good. Like, that's really all I can say yeah. is, like, that. Like at the end of the day, it's totally. like... I don't know if they are the people to tell the story, but the story they've told is kind of remarkable and also, I think, really politically cogent. It ends... The show's ending sort of really wraps it up to sort of, like, make you know that, like, hey, this isn't just, like, glamorizing this person. It is actually about the people of the Philippines revolting against this government. Like, that's kind of why I think it succeeds as a piece. Um Yeah. Yeah, and and it's got a producing yeah, I hope I get it's, to see it. it's got a producing team of Filipino-American artists uh working on it. So like like they like I think they knew that like if you wanted to produce this show on Broadway in 2023 like yeah. y- you need that kind of community support and performers, I'm sure made uh, Yeah, of, sure. yeah, and absolutely. Yes. Um yes. and I think they've already announced a lot of the Uh, performers from the Off-Broadway run will be in it, um, which is very exciting. Uh, Conrad Rikimora, who was in the original run, uh, a lot of people now know him as the love interest in Fire Island, uh, the great Joel Kim Booster romantic comedy. Um, oh, he's uh, he's going to be in it. He's, uh, he was really great in the, uh, that off Broadway run. I think he'll be great in this. Um, but brand, if you want to talk about the scenic design, which is one of the most exciting oh, aspects yeah. of this. So they're
0: transforming the Broadway theater, which, what was just there? What was there before this? Uh, oh, uh, West side story. I was, maybe that, that was last one of the most recent long. shows that, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up, but, but keep talking about it. Um, but they basically like took out the entire, all of the rows of seats in the, uh, orchestra level and even part of the mezzanine and from the stage level stage deck level built out this whole structure that's just flat so that there's it's mostly a standing room show yeah and then they put like what they're calling um floor side seats which are like higher up that do have seats but you're kind of looking over the dance floor and then i think there's a traditional balcony level or two also Mm -hmm. and it's just to i think that a part of the impediment for this getting to broadway when it was you know so popular 10 years ago when the record came out and when the uh, off-Broadway run happened was this because you'd have to take it to Broadway. You'd have to go to one of these. You'd have to Recreate it in this way because this is just very much not a proscenium yeah. show, and, and then that's and always I don't been, think it would work. That's always been the issue with just Broadway shows in general. Yes, is that all of the
1: theaters, like, like say for like Circle in the Square, like they're all sure. proscenium, and so that just yeah. extremely inhibits the kind of theatrical experiences you can have, and it homogenizes what a a theatrical experience is. Like it te- totally. it
0: teaches it has taught generations of theater goers what a play is. A play is. is. Yeah, totally. I mean and like, you know, stuff like Great Comet yes fucked with that too i mean that show kind of happens everywhere but I th- isn't there sort of still a proscenium yeah it's just i mean like yeah that one they happen- like they, they, there was show. a
1: proscenium but then like there are like sort of like stairways and like pathways for the actors to go yeah. out into the audience but yeah so you uh, sit actually, around I and, I and you, some correct, people sit like at a table go but, ahead yeah between hill yeah. <laughs> eyes love and west side story there was a production there was a Uh, really bizarre production of the little prince as like a dance circus piece that ran for like a month. Sure. Like it was not planned to run for a
0: month, but it did. Oh, it just, it just didn't, didn't do great. Great. Um, had like some of the
1: lowest grosses on, in Broadway history. Oh no. I know.
0: Um, sorry, little prince. Um. What, uh, what, and then, oh, and then I'm really interested in the, this is not a musical I don't believe, but maybe there's songs in it, is this, um, theater production of Life of Pi, yes it's a theater adaptation of Life of Pi that's coming to Broadway in the fall.
1: Uh, I think it's, it's um, actually coming sooner. I think it's coming in, like, a few weeks. Oh, maybe so.
0: Yeah. Uh. But, yes, it's supposed and, to be
1: very good. It was in the West End. Yeah, all, like,
0: puppetry, really intricate puppetry. Yeah. And, um... I th- yeah, it was in the West End. It was like in Cambridge, Massachusetts, out of town tryouts or something, too. And every picture from it I've seen looks awesome. But
1: yes. That book
0: was really important to 16 year old Bran. So, People love that um,
1: book. It was, I mean, it's a good the, book.
0: I never saw the movie. The movie is really lovely. Shyamalan?
1: It's uh, Ang Lee directed it. Oh, Ang Lee, not Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan wanted to direct it for a while. That's book. what it was. Like, he was like passionate about adapting. It's And just it just yeah, it, it, just, it didn't hit at the like at the correct right time. time of his career, you know, totally like that was when he was like making the last airbender and after
0: Earth. Sure. Afterbirth. Okay. Um, what? Uh, Have you seen Knock at the Cabin?
1: I haven't. I was just oh, going to ask man, you the same it's question. So, uh, it's so good. It is such a thorny little movie that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Understandably. Yeah, cool.
0: His, I like his movies. I mean, you know, for I most think it's part. great. I think definitely it, got some
1: stinkers in there. Yeah. No, it's, I would argue, argue it is one of his best movies. Cool. Like genuinely, I think it's wow. really good. It grapples with religion in ways that are very uncommon in a lot of contemporary film. Cool. Just because like religion is so often just seen as like a conservative value. And so sure. it's interesting to see it tackled in in different ways that I think people are rubbing against. Um and and, and, and I get that. But I'm sure Dave Bautista is
0: incredible in he's it as well. Like I mean he's talking just, of talking so of Oscar, Oscar nominations, days. like truly. Like him yeah. he's so good in Glass Onion. Yeah. He is our
1: best working wrestler to actor today. I agree. He is like an actor. He's the like He's fucking doing great work. Um the best yeah. part of Life of Pi, the stage show, is that um the cre- like the, the actors who were in that show, uh Yeah. The they won the Olivia lay Award for Best Supporting Actor in twenty
0: twenty two. Whoa. And they were like credited as seven actors who play tiger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think like, so, that yeah. tiger must be
1: Big old puppet. I mean, it's the
0: second lead. Yeah, it's the it, second lead in the book, yeah. anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, it's kind of phenomenal. Yeah. I bet it's going to be a cool show. Um, I bet it's gonna it's, it's, again, like, another reason why they really need to create a best production of a play and best play awards, like, separate them. I feel like they just give best play sure. to, like, the biggest spectacle of a show and
0: not, like, the actual best, like, script. They do sure. the same thing, but with I mean, musical. there's like best, is there not, be, I guess there's not really like best, there's no best yeah, script. Best play goes to the best, goes to the playwright.
1: Yeah. The best, it goes to the playwright and the producers. So like they could do it like with oh. best musical where like they have a best book and a best yeah, music best and lyrics. And it, yeah. And then seriously. Yeah. They, and then there's best musical separate of that. Exactly. So like yeah. they Never should have really thought about that. They really should do like a best play script and then like yeah. best
0: production of a play. Yeah, because this should. has
1: happened where like Warhorse won and Harry Potter sure. won, And like, it's like, sure.
0: And like, they're not well written. They're no. good productions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So
1: like, it would be nice to like really value, you know, a, a good play.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And I potentially would, I, I incentivize more like scripts, good scripts to be brought to the stage so that even if it's not a bombastic production, it could be like, well, it's still like a good play. I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? Um, that's any... So, yeah, that's, that's Broadway. <laughs> that's I mean, that's the pretty much of,
0: it. There's, like, nothing else exciting coming. There's that Sweeney Todd with Josh Groban, which is on oh, Broadway sure. right now. I like He's fine. He, yeah, the Do best... We need another... Didn't we just have a Sweeney Todd, like, did pretty we? recently? Was Cerberus the last Broadway production? The last Broadway one, yes. Wow. And then there was that off-Broadway production where they
1: turned a theater into a pie shop. And it was like a you were sitting in a pie shop while Sweeney was happening around you.
0: You know, I pitched that idea to a real pie shop that I used to live by yeah. like twelve years ago. How'd that turn out? He was a nice guy and I didn't have any money or time, so it never happened, but
1: Isn't that always the way? It was you... kind
0: of small too, and they would have to still be a you know. You get these good business. ideas
1: and then you just don't have the time. Yeah. That's the worry. Um what are, yeah that's such maybe a good segue. What are we what are we working on these days that we can publicly talk about?
0: Oh there you go. Um what am I working on? I um you just closed a show. I just closed a show with aforementioned Alex Grelly. It was called Floor Show. It was very fun, very We did it in 2020. It was a uh like David Bowie yeah. inspired floor show for lack of a better yeah thing. i it saw that i like... saw it that was one of the last shows i saw before the pandemic wow yeah yeah it, like it very a lot of deliberate costume changes i hesitate to call it a drag show because that implies such a different thing than it's, what i mean it's was. like a
1: variety show there's drag
0: yeah yeah kind of a variety show but it's mostly just music the whole time there's no dialogue there, there was live video that was uh, created and implemented by Sid Bronca, actually, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was all David Bowie music with a live band, and I sang in that and danced in that. Um, it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, and then my full time job is in production um, for a music venue, and uh, I've been there about a little over a year now. So that takes up a lot of my time, and um, and you know is an artistic outlet to some extent. but yeah. I'm very lucky that they. Also, let me to allow me to pursue other stuff, including the Fly Honey Show, which has been something that I've been a part of for eleven years or something like that. Eighty four years, yeah, for real. Um, And uh, that that's you know kind of in full swing at the moment, and intermittently Mm -hmm. um, for the rest of the year. And that's about. And that otherwise, you can find me on Xbox. Uh, as the gamer tag art hole six seven um <laughs> and i play halo that's <laughs> yeah and i have on ps5 with the same name there we go uh, and um what are you yeah, playing on I ps5 uh i i am playing gran turismo 7 right Great. now it's a racing simulator which brings me to my other uh interest that i've developed in the pandemic which is watching racing again, like Formula One racing. I'm super into it. Oh, so you must be thrilled for the the
1: NASCAR Speedway that's coming to
0: Chicago this summer. (laughs) I I kind of am. I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a pain in the ass if you have to go anywhere near it for like a month, like for sure. So I'm sorry to everybody who has to go to Grant Park for any reason between um, the beginning of June and the middle of July. Um, Dreadful, but interesting. I would be a lot use <laughs> interesting use of our tax dollars, interesting use of our tax dollars. I would be a lot more excited about it if the cheapest ticket that I could find was less than three hundred dollars. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be attending because nah. um, you can't see shit from those tickets either.
1: I feel like um, downtown
0: is just going to be the
1: noisiest place in the world. In June.
0: Oh, yeah. June. It's, that's July 1st and 2nd. Um, Lollapalooza is like the end of July. Or, or Pitchfork's the end of July. Maybe it's like the middle of July or the beginning yeah, of just, August It's Just not going to go anywhere just near that. don't go down there. No. Don't go down there. Not um, And But, I mean, you know, for a race, you got to think, like, the course itself. Like, one lap is like two and a half miles sure. usually on a racetrack. So, like, you kind of can't see a whole lot no matter where you're at <laughs> on the racetrack because it's a long ways away. Right. Um, and it loops around, you know, through Grant Park and stuff. And I'm sure there will be better places to watch than others. But a helicopter shot from a television is probably the best one, oh my especially gosh. for a road a street course like that. So I'll watch it on TV. Maybe not in Chicago. Maybe at not all. in Chicago.
1: No. <laughs> all right. Well, run away. Um, for for my for, on my end. Uh, see, so yeah, I am a full time uh guest services manager at a children's theater in the city. So I do a lot of front of house work for them, and it's very rewarding and very fun. Um, I am also uh try. I'm actually. I mean, I'm I'm making a documentary. I'm in the middle of it. I've got footage. I've. It's going along very well. So. Hopefully that will come together in the next few months, trying to sort of just, like, make some more uh, film work in general, some, like, shorts and stuff, uh, both just, like, fiction stuff and documentary stuff, trying to throw some things together. But that's where a lot of my creative energies are going these days. Um, And always, always watching movies. You can follow me on Letterboxd. I would love if you followed me on Letterboxd at K. Um, I am always talking about movies, writing about... Sometimes I will write very insightful, paragraph-long reviews of films. Um, Other times I will watch a film like, uh, for example, today I watched Derek Jarman's The Garden, which is a very artsy interpretation of Jesus' mythos and iconography, um, we'll check a four stars and wrote, this is a very normal movie. Um, so, you know, <laughs> running the gamut of film criticism
0: on our best social media sites, um, these days. Is the, uh, are the, like the super long movie series, is that over now that you were attending at the Cisco Center? Oh, yes, I did. uh... I did.
1: Yeah. So in the months of January and February, uh, the Gene Siskel Film Center in the city of Chicago uh, was running a film series called Settle In, uh, where they were playing movies that are seven hours long or more. Um, Oh, my gosh. So I went to see um, uh, Out One, which is a 13 and a half hour film by uh, the great Jacques Rivette. Had a grand old time. (laughs) lost my mind, um, and the, you know, and like, part of me is, like, how do I turn this into content, and part of me is just, like, I'm enjoying just watching movies and logging them on Letterboxd and not worrying about them, you know, like, yep. do I, would I love to, sort of, like, do film criticism more in general? Absolutely. Love that. I've, like, listen, I've been a theater critic, I've written about films, like, and gotten paid to do it, like, that there will always be a part of me that wants to do that more but there is also a part of me that just enjoys writing about movies and just not and worrying watching. about it yeah just enjoying it just 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 watching it um but then i and then i did see uh Sutton Tango, which is Béla Tarr's 7-hour um very dreary drama um <laughs> What a time um now it's great I love I, the, but no they're not doing that <laughs> anymore they are playing that they've got some good stuff at the Cisco Center there's always good stuff at the music box theater they don't sponsor us, but I love them
0: um, you've been to the Alamo Draft house that you just started I yet?
1: have I like it it can get very expensive um because you know yes it can yeah um,
0: I never, a dinner in a movie is already expensive it, this is true so, so like you know.
1: Yes, You're I I, I do the enjoy the Alamo seat. Draft House. My rule is if they are playing a movie that is playing at the music box, I will always go to the music box. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like it's I, I it is a very different experience. Like I think yes. there was a worry for a second that like it would be dangerous to have another, another movie theater so close to the music box. I think they are in such different they are serving such different audiences and they are such different experiences of watching a movie.
0: Yes. I don't think there's room miniature. for both. Yeah.
1: I think that's right. We for
0: don't both. really have a equivalent to the Alamo draft house in town. No. I guess you could, there's the like dine in AMC. Yeah. That's but downtown. that fucking sucks. It sucks. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like the Alamo draft house has that like bar food and, and cocktails vibe. Yes. Uh, and the service to your seat f- thing going on. Yeah. But they still have, like, uh, any curation, I would they say. Do, they know, do, they like, do. AMC doesn't have any sort of curation. No, like, yeah, they, like, they'll
1: have, like, they, like they're like they showing Yes, Madam, a classic Michelle Yeoh film. They're showing, uh-huh. like, a bunch of Keanu. I saw
0: Possession there a couple weeks ago. There you, know, you go. They have a they have a weekly series called Graveyard Shift, where they just show an... Uh, 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 previously released horror movie. Yeah. Some like, for example,
1: like they're showing uh, a new version of Gregoraki's The Doom Generation, a classic uh, 90s uh wild Gregoraki film but they're also showing it at the music box so go see that at the music box so instead music box. yeah
0: yeah and do does does Alamo Drafthouse have film projectors i feel I like i don't no. i think it's just dcp
1: so. yeah i don't think they're yeah. actually showing anything on like 35 millimeter. so yeah no, like I you're not so. going to get better image quality than at uh music box so no yeah this is that's all final <laughs> that's all uh, advice to you but no the way we should actually close this out Cause at the end of every episode of Movie the Musical, we would ask our guests, or sometimes ask ourselves, if we could turn a movie into a musical, what would it be? So I think we gotta, we gotta close it out with like our final, like, what are the prime and also like the prime examples and also like what have we learned? Like what have we learned doing this podcast? I think that's gonna be a thing we talk about as we list this off. So Brian, I I mean, I have my list here, but like, what are what are ones that
0: you that you thought about Ooh, i should have done
1: i mean i can i can go yeah. ahead
0: because i got a yeah, few go, off the top go of the first term. start and I'll, I'll chime in
1: so like the big one is and i think we've talked about it before is down with love the peyton reed film starring ewan mcgregor sure and renee zellweger yes. that's a musical waiting to happen like it it is like a it's a film made in the early 2000s but has a uh, like a 50s 60s uh sex romp vibe to it and it's all about like gender politics and sexual politics between men and women and it's just such a joy and like genuinely like one of my favorite films and like the music's by mark shaman already like come on um so that's uh really really waiting to happen um what i've been thinking about recently is elaine may is the heartbreak kid um written by neil simon um it's you know the there's a, there's some Burt Bacharach songs in there already, and it it feels like a spirit like it could be like a spiritual sequel to Promises, Promises, like it's just so it, it, like it's got that kind of jazzy 60s school waiting to happen um those are sort of, like the the two big ones that i've been thinking about recently but yeah i don't know brand what are like in, in like earnest like movies that you think could become musicals
0: yeah i think i think i've mentioned this before and maybe there is one or was there was uh, somebody tried one out but moonstruck has always th- <gasps> yes a, uh, a movie that I thought would be ripe for that. It's like they're they're very big characters in that movie, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, and the movie itself is trying to be reminiscent of the opera that they attend, and the you know the and and he is such a fan of in that movie. So I think still that one. Um, and then I think as a as a total uh, opposite version of that would be a really. Um, effects heavy um, horror movie like Drag Me to Hell is one of the first sure. ones that comes into my mind. That would just be interesting to see what you would do to turn that into a musical. Or maybe a better one that because you could have a bigger ensemble and the set would be a main character would be Hausu, the house. The, oh uh, my God. Japanese horror movie. <laughs> if you made that into a musical? Come on. Especially oh. if it was like. Uh, Great Comet style or maybe it's just like set where <laughs> you're like in the haunted house with all the school kids, you know. The Great so. House of
1: 1979 or whatever the hell that film came out.
0: House. Yes, totally. Um, Yeah, I mean, so
1: like we've talked so much about adapting films into musicals. Yeah. And like it's it's been interesting to sort of like see the patterns along the way and like what works and what doesn't and like and, like, obviously, like, there is so much these days, just, like, so much of the musicals that the, the musicals that are based on movies are just, like, spearheaded by production companies and studios looking to sort of create, um, like, further opportunities to monetize their products, right?
0: Another revenue stream from the same IP.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. With no real, like, forethought of, like, what are we doing? I like. Yeah.
0: My like like this new Lord of the Rings thing. What the fuck well, is that going to be?
1: Bran, <laughs> Brand, as someone who saw the Lord of the Rings musical on the West End in the two
0: thousands, I'm glad they're bringing it back.
1: Yeah, are they bringing the musical the back?
0: They're bringing the musical back. I was talking about the mystery upcoming project from maybe Peter Jackson. Would oh, be that bullshit. With. No, I was talking about the Lord of the Rings musical that they're doing a oh, revision. I didn't know it was coming back. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause yeah. I really wanted to see that one. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. No, that, that you're talking the about like time. actual like new Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that. Well, what's who the fuck? Who is it even going to be? I don't understand what it's going to be. No, thank
1: anyway. you. Um, but yeah, so it's just for, so like there's no heart in it. So like, I don't know. Here's my biggest advice for turning a movie into a musical, change the name. That's it. Just change the name of it. All wow. I would argue, I would argue that the best musicals based on movies do not have the same name
0: as the movie I think they're based on. Whether coincidental or not, that you are correct. <laughs> Even Little Shop of Horrors dropped the the. It's true
1: and that was enough <laughs> it's cleaner nine um, is half more than eight and a half and i yes. think that musical
0: rips
1: <laughs> yeah that's all i'm saying that's like, a no, good like, piece there, of are other, there are other things uh, but I,
0: I i say sure if it's if it is uh more than i'm gonna be generous and Please. say 15 percent longer than the original film sure then you are you need to cut something. You're doing you something wrong already. <laughs> fifteen, you get fifteen percent for an overture and and an uh, on track. Yeah, and then just like musical interludes for dancing. But
1: also, I
0: think you have to like the movie you're adapting. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good piece of advice. Like we like come up again and again of like you have such contempt for this yeah material like, that you're adapting
1: it's i feel like so many of these are like trying to fix the movie that they are adapting yeah and it's like no like you you clearly want to tell this story so there's something you must like about it it's like yeah i know also just like i'm done with meta humor i'm done with it i'm done with commenting on the source material i'm done with commenting on the show we're doing just tell an earnest story not
0: every character can be Deadpool. No, not every, not every Beetlejuice can be Beetlejuice. Oh uh, yeah, but gosh, yeah. The, did you see is that, that finally closed? Yeah, what's up? Finally closed. It no? did.
1: Yeah, that thing is dead and buried. Um, it's on tour. If you want to go see it when it's in Chicago, hey, being dead and
0: buried hasn't stopped him before. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: true. They're making a Beetlejuice <laughs> 2, apparently. With Jenna Ortega. I saw
0: that today, and S- Tim Burton's creaky ass is gonna direct it i guess Jeez. it's certainly a thing that is happening as one might say um yeah. but
1: yeah i don't know tell an earnest story like the thing you're adapting don't make it too long and change the fucking name <laughs> please
0: mm-hmm. good advice
1: please that's if if you've learned anything from listening to this show and just like i don't know, just be just be be critical and be nuanced and just like, yes, they're like, you can have fun, but you can also use your brain. I think we yes. so want to turn off our brains when we do things and we can have fun, but also think about it. I don't know. I'm, I am. That's my earnest. Just like talking about culture these days. It's like, you can, you can have fun while also thinking earnestly about the thing that is giving you joy,
0: you know? Yeah. Don't, yep. don't settle for and crap. No, and you know what, maybe see if you have a better idea than adapting something else before you adapt something. What, see if you have a <laughs> if you have any idea for a piece of original media or theater. Go for it. Start with that one. Yeah. Start with that one. Yeah. Also, final piece of advice. Making a podcast is hard. <laughs> yeah. Not as easy as you think. No. But a great way to pass the time when there's a million people dying. Of a Respiratory illness, you should see the faces I am making right now. To <laughs> um, and your whole industry is gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey. uh, any, any final words, Brian, that you want to say? No, just thank you, thank you to um, for all the guests and uh, whoever listens to this, and especially you, Ben. Oh. This is a very fun. To have hours and hours and hours of conversation for the last couple of years, it's yeah, been good about uh all range of product
1: <laughs> content yeah, on my fun. favorite word content
0: content
1: um thank you, Brian. You've been the best, and this show would not be the same without you. You're very lovely, and it's been nice to get to get closer with you a little bit absolutely making this thing and we we'll,
0: we we'll still we'll see each other we'll see anyway. we're around. Uh, we're doing mm-hmm. stuff. We're leaders in our field. <laughs> Let's Z- freaking hope.
1: Um, yes. All right. Let me, let me close this thing out. One final time. I do genuinely want to thank each and every one of you for listening. You have been such wonderful listeners, such good supporters, um, especially those of you who subscribed to our Patreon and were so nice and gave us money even when we weren't making anything. That's very nice of you um, I want to thank Emily Harrington For our artwork And especially for making new artwork For our cabaret When we did that uh, I want to thank M.Modaf and Josh Stanley For our really lovely theme song That was more than we ever deserved um, To intro yeah. each episode of the show um, We do still have our Twitter and Instagram As we said At Movie The Musical Not really sure what they're going to do But they will just be around um that's our show thank you so much and one final time keep on singing